Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. How are you going, Stina? I'm doing well, Padre. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, what have you been up to? I've actually recently just come back from Aubrey. Did a bit of a visit for professional development. Ooh. Did a, a, a one-day workshop with a presenter that came down. She's an investigative journalist. Ooh. So that was really cool. Um, and then took the opportunity to meet up with one of my teammates whilst I was there too. So Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. really, really good trip. Good, good. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been... Um, Thesis writing, sort of, apparently. <laughs> so. Right. Is this one of those, you're supposed to be thesis writing? Yeah, pretty much. Like? It's like I look at the blank page and the cursor mm. curses me. It's, it's <laughs> It just, it, it, as it flashes, it's like, you haven't written anything. Uh, I know, I know. So that doesn't go away, like, when you finish uni then? That conundrum No, remains. no, no. The, 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 the conundrum of, of, of writer's block just yeah. sticks around. Yeah. 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 So... But that's okay. It's all part of the process. Okay. Yep. How do you get past this process, this roadblock? roadblock. Uh, I go and do stuff. And then I come <laughs> back and I hope that it's gone. <laughs> you just hope the writer's block hasn't, is gone. hasn't worked yet, but uh. no. It will. Uh, <laughs> you can persevere. So, heck yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And who says I'm not optimistic? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, okay, so today we are doing part two of our book study. And um, our book, of course, is The Great Divorce. If you missed part one, do go back and have a look at part one because it explains why it's called The Great Divorce and um, we're not exalting divorce here, <laughs> really. Uh, so um, so uh, chapters seven to 11, we're looking at today. We looked at chapters one to six. We're looking at chapters seven. Last week, we looked at chapters one to six. This week, we're looking at chapters seven to 11. Uh, and uh, so, Stina. Yeah, so in Chapter 8, there's a particular one that stood out for me, a particular uh, conversation, um, dialogue, and it's one that's between a female ghost who's hiding and she's met by this really light spirit. Um, And the ghost is so preoccupied with self and refuses to step out into the light. Um, and the light spirit like keeps trying to encourage her, like, you know, come out and everybody's been through this, like it's okay, we've all been there before, just step out into the light, it'll be, it'll get better, it'll get easier, just just try. Um, but the ghost refuses, like just so afraid and ashamed and stuck mm-hmm. with focusing on self, just can't seem to get past, can't seem to get past that and won't step out. Um, and then the spirit says this beautiful line, um, and it goes like this, shame is like that. If you will accept it, if you will drink the cup to the bottom, you will find it very nourishing, but try to do anything else with it. And it scalds, Mm. which I just found to be so like vivid, um, in the words and, you know, shame that tells us that we're sort of embarrassed and you know, and a week or um, even like guilt 
mm. that can come from it can sort of be useful. They yep. can give us a bit of information about what's going on or what's transpired and mm. perhaps something that we need to do about that now. But when we let it be completely consume us mm. um, and destroy us, <laughs> it can paralyze us as well. But we have this option then to allow it to either take over and destroy or to allow it to be transformed by love. Right, right. The integration of positive shame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lesson that, that needs to be taught in some ways because one of the things that we avoid, like, or two things we avoid, like the plague in modern, uh, modern in, our, in, in our present times, are guilt and shame. You know, it's, it's uh, um, even Christian music, Yep. Uh, in Christian music, it's, uh, one of my my um, one of the songs I love to hate. Um, I forget who it's written by, but it's um, uh, "Mercy" is a song. We won't name who it's written by. Right? Okay. But okay. <laughs> I know so which one it is. Right. <laughs> so you know, "Mercy" is a song, <laughs> and, and there's a line in that song that goes, "Guilty is a lie," <laughs> and then and then. He has the gall oh. to say, and mercy is a song. Yeah. How is mercy a song mm. unless I first admit mm. I'm guilty? Mm. Unless I first am able to admit, actually, you know what? I'm I'm a sinner and I need Jesus' help. Yeah. You know, I mean that's 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 just that's that's Christianity 101. Yeah. You know? So I think definitely we are in a society that likes to reject shame and shame can be a bad thing like in the sense that it can as you say it can overpower our lives if we allow it to be the the only voice in our lives mm. you know same with guilt if guilt is the only voice in our lives then yeah yeah okay fair enough that's when guilty could be a lie uh you know that i'm only guilty that i that that, that, that shame is the only thing that i've got going on no 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 guilt and shame are an invitation to something more. Mm. If we can accept that we're feeling them because there's something that's happened, because I've somehow failed in one way or another, um, then there's the possibility that 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 it leads to something even greater, at least mm. to something really, really beautiful. Mm. Um, something transformative. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, in the same conversation, uh, the bright spirit says to the woman, and this is a, it's a line that I really love, she mm. says, friend, could you only for a moment fix your mind on something, not yourself? And I think, you know, so often we consider how hard it will be to endure some aspect of the Christian life. And true enough, like the Christian life, it's not, it's not an easy sell. Like Jesus didn't say, um, come follow me and everything's going to be sweet. Uh, like that wasn't that wasn't part of the promise you know um uh you know it's it's come follow me take up your cross you know Mm. like it's 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 serious stuff um so yet so often i think if we look beyond ourselves to god and neighbor we actually find an unspeakable joy even within the cross itself even within the difficulties that 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 we find i think when we tend to focus on the difficulties and the hardships, um, what we tend to be focusing on is probably the impact that it has on us yeah. without actually looking at how we can be called to love someone 
to love God and to love neighbour yeah. in this difficult set of circumstances that we find ourselves in or in this suffering that we, yeah. that, that, that we have, bearing in mind the lessons we learned in our last book study uh, of, you know, obviously you don't go looking for, no. for, 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 for suffering. No. You don't, you know, but, but when suffering comes, to see the opportunity of service and love. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, that that is the way of the cross, right? Right, right. He didn't he didn't pick up the cross and carry it focusing on the pain. Right. He focused on love, on right. us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Spot on the money. See I'm 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 aware now when I say spot on. <laughs> so you're finishing so it with I'm, something I'm, else. I'm finishing it with something like spot on the money. <laughs> because that's different, you see. <laughs> Changes everything. Oh, we're mixing it up. <laughs> That's right. Another conversation that takes place in Chapter 9 is one that's between the narrator and the teacher that he admired um, about a ghost that he sees. And he sort of asks like a number of questions, including whether any of them can actually stay and whether some actually can't get on the bus to begin with. Mm. Um, and the teacher comes out with this line, which we're all so familiar with, and the line is, they will be done. He explains that, you know, there's only two kinds of people. It's the kind that say yes to God, you know, thy will be done, God, and it's the kind where God says to them, okay, thy will be done, like mm. the people who either choose God or choose against him. Yes. And either way, it's the same same words, like, they will be done. And I guess those words in themselves are powerful mm. and juxtaposing them with, you know, the words that we hear from Christ um, in the agony in the garden, it has like a really, a really significant meaning and weight yeah. to yeah. it. Um, yeah. And it's the weight of the decision, the choice, mm. the choices that we make, ultimate choice made up of, lots of choices right um but also the way that mary also gave her fiat gave her yes mm. which is a similar they will be done right, right. Um, of her choice of choosing the will of god yeah yeah this is is um something i find always very interesting because as a priest one of the things i frequently hear um if i preach a homily on hell which i do not do frequently uh, but when it does happen that, that you know, the readings in some way do bring up the, the, the reality of hell, um, and I might, you know, in, preach on some aspect of it without making the whole homily about it, yeah. I might preach on some aspect of it. Occasionally I get someone come up and say, I don't believe in a God who sends someone to hell. Right. And, and, and my, my, my normal answer is, well, Neither do I. Yeah, exactly. Neither do exactly. I. I don't believe in a God who sends someone to hell either. No, I, I that's believe not in the a, Christian God. Right, it's not the Christian <laughs> God. I believe in a God who so respects my human freedom that I can reject him definitively. Yes. That I can choose not yeah. to be with him in eternal life. Yeah. Um, because if, if I have the choice to love him for all eternity, then, then um, the corollary must be that I also have the choice to reject him definitively. Yeah. Uh, and... and and this is, is I think... Um, he loves us so lo- much. Yes, yes, exactly. So much that when we say, I don't want you, yes. he goes, well, I won't force. I won't, for- I won't force this. I yeah. will not force it. That's right. That's right. 
Um, I will not force what you purposefully reject. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another one, I suppose, that comes up is in Chapter 11. Um, mm. It's the conversation, the dialogue between a mother and um, her brother, but it's about her son, who we get the impression has already passed a while ago. Um, and she's having, this mother's having this um, encounter and conversation with her brother, and she's so confused. Um, as to why her son's not there. Mm. So her brother is a bright spirit. Yeah. Come to see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the, bro- like the brother tries to, the spirit, like the brother tries to explain to her that, well, your son's in a better place. Yeah. And she's so distraught because all she wants is him, like the son to be there where she is. Mm. Um, and she's so caught up in possession and wanting to possess her son that she just can't seem to get past past this block Mm. Um, but it's a brilliant dialogue that happens between the two of them where she actually expresses um, falsely (laughs) she expresses that she believes um, the kind of love that she has is so much higher than anything or anyone else could possibly have yeah yeah Um, and the part that really saddens me in this dialogue uh, is the words that's exchanged when she says a god that would separate a mother and son is not a God that she would accept, which mm. is similar to what you were saying yep. before. Um, and she goes on to say, I only accept a God of love, which just, it just goes to show that she's got the wrong idea of what love even means. Right. Like, I agree with her. I accept a God of love too. But what you're talking about here is not love. Like, right. that's, that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. And it's so sad that she's misunderstood yeah. Yeah. what love is. So, so she wants her son to be where she is. Why isn't that love? Because it, if the son's already in the better place and she's wanting him where she is, is she actually wanting what's best for her son? Right. Is she wanting his good? Right, right. She wants him in hell. Yeah. She wants him in hell. Yeah. She's willing to drag him right. down right. where she yeah. is as opposed to yes. rejoicing yeah. Yeah. In where he is. So it becomes less about the love of Michael, the son, and it becomes more about the internal feeling yeah. uh, that that love has produced for her. Yeah. The instinct. Yeah. 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 We're going to, to uh, for our Patreon subscribers, we're actually going to do a reading of this chapter mm. uh, because it's it's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it, look, this, this chapter also sort of it demonstrates um, what I would call excess love. Like, well, how can you have too much love, Father? What is this excess love business going on here? Well, uh, the, 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 the great ancients, uh, particularly Aristotle, talks about virtue lying in the middle. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean that, that you can have too much virtue. No. It doesn't mean that you can have too much charity <laughs> or too much love. Uh, so when we talk about an excess here, what we're talking about is the the emotion is unregulated. So the, the, the emotion that is felt with love is an unregulated emotion by the reason and the will. Mm. Uh, and, um, and it's allowed to kind of um, sort of rule her entire life, this, this feeling of, of, of sort of this, this, this instinctual love is allowed to be the thing that rules her life so much so that she actually despises other good things in her life. 
um, you know, her husband and daughter became like enemies to her because they threatened the manner in which she was grieving, um, which was to kind of embalm her grief, mm. which was not to, you know, grief always stays with us in many ways, but we kind of integrate it over time. Yes. Uh, it becomes more of a part of us over time, but that was something that she was unwilling to do. And so as the son, as, as the husband and daughter integrated that grief and she didn't follow that journey but remained where she was, um, their, their, their journeying forward and onward became as a threatening, almost had a threatening posture for her. Uh, so it was just really interesting to see that, that um, love at an emotional level when it is not regulated uh, by the virtue of, uh, well, the, the, the virtue of charity and, and the, the gift of wisdom, um, there's a, and prudence, there's, 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 temperance. A, and temperance, there's, there's a problem. Yeah. 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 And, and I do love, by the way, um, I do love how this conversation, after this conversation, the narrating ghost and his bright spirit, his teacher, mm. um, they're talking and, and the narrator rightly asks, look, if all this is true, how can I possibly go up to somebody who is grieving and, and, and say that their grief is killing them? Mm. To say that, 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 that the manner that they're grieving is, is, mm. is not appropriate. When I've not felt grief like theirs, mm. how am I meant to have that conversation? And the spirit's response is, <laughs> no, my son, <laughs> not you. You are not a good enough man for that yet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's wise. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it takes someone who knows deep grief in order to have a conversation about, about appropriate grieving, I think. It, it, it takes someone who knows what that feeling is to kind of, either someone who knows what the feeling is or someone who's completely removed from that situation to look at things objectively and to help someone grieve appropriately. Like it's, it just, it can't be any old person no. to give that piece of advice, you know? So, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I just thought that was, it was, I liked that he addressed that. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess another encounter that happens that um, struck me is the one where there's a little red lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, this lizard sort of shows up on the shoulder of another ghost and there's a dialogue between the ghost and an angel. And the angel, like you get this sense that the lizard's not meant to be there. Like mm. you get mm. that something's not quite quite right here. And the angel sort of asks the ghost, well, can I remove the lizard for you? Um, and the dialogue that happens is the ghost struggling to let the lizard go and struggling to let the angel help to let the angel intervene. Um, and the angel persists, like keeps asking for permission to kill the lizard. I won't kill without consent. And he just keeps like, the ghost keeps coming back with, oh, like hesitation and maybe later like, <laughs> I'll just, like postpone and oh, that's not, I hadn't considered that. And <laughs> it's just like one thing after another. Yes. Um. <coughs> And the, and the angel consistently with a firm but loving voice keeps saying the same thing, like, you have to consent to this. This has to be your will. You have to give me permission to be able to do that. Mm. And, then, and then it, funnily enough, turns to the ghost 
eventually saying, well, you know, why didn't you just do it without asking kind of um, kind of thing? And he keeps reiterating, no, this needs to be, this needs to be with your consent. And eventually he gives in, he goes, all right, fine, get rid of it. Um, and the angel does. And what's so like, whoa, <laughs> that whole thing is that, okay, there's this great big um, moment that happens. The lizard is separate from the ghost. You see this lizard or you hear that this lizard's, you know, dying. So you expect this dead lizard to be there. But next minute it turns into like this great big stallion. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What yeah. just happened there? Yeah. Um, and I guess that was just so striking because it just – it's a beautiful imagery of what happens with our weaknesses when it comes to being in relationship with God. When God says, you know, I can get rid of that for you. <laughs> yes. Like when you're ready – tell me yes i'll get rid of it for you like we can we can do this and we keep coming up with excuses and we keep postponing and keep hesitating and and then we eventually go okay god just just be god in my life do this (laughs) and what's so beautiful is that god doesn't just go and kill he goes and transforms right right he creates something beautiful not create as in make something new but actually makes it a new <laughs> like yeah, yeah. turns yeah. it into yeah. something that is so much more beautiful than what we could have possibly imagined through god's grace our scars are glorified yeah um yeah it's it's interesting um the lizard as as the angel is asking this man you know do you give me your consent the, the lizard is whispering to the yeah. to, to the man he's like no you don't want no, that. you don't want that. He's going to kill me, you know. He's going yeah. to kill you. won't be able to survive without yeah. me. And it's, it's, it's he even at one point, I think, convinces, it tries to convince him that you'll look odd without me. Right, right. Like, yeah. I'm part of you. Like yeah. this is, this is, which again, like when we think about something like trauma, for example, that mm. can be really terrifying when you think about the identity that we form by the wounds that have um, impacted our lives. And yes. to then to think about, well, who do I become? If that trauma is healed, yeah. <laughs> if that hurt is healed, who am yeah, I? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That whisper yeah. of the lizard is just like so, so strong. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But God forms anew. God mm. glorifies the scars. Yeah. Um, yeah. All we awesome. got to do is cooperate. All we got to do that, that's, that's that's right. That's it. That's right. Just have to cooperate. Saint Augustine, uh, he says, "God made you without your help. He will not save you without your help." Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that brings us to the end of our book study today. Um, we have one more to go. One more to go. Read the remainder of the book for next week. Yep. That's your homework. And, and jump uh, over to our show notes for the reflective questions for this week. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, until then, know of our love and prayers, but before we get there, <laughs> we have truth, beauty and goodness to do. So... I can't believe I just tried to steal your line. That's all right. It's you terrible. do that. It's terrible. <laughs> you can try all you like. Can't do that. Um, so, uh, truth, beauty, and goodness, Stina. Yeah. Uh, for me this week, it's a song that a friend of mine sent to me. It's called Out of Hiding, um, or in brackets, Our Father's Song. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, just really beautiful by Stephanie Gretzinger. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine sent it to me. Um, and funnily enough, she sent it and I had to listen to it and there was a particular line that sort of struck out to me mm. as I was listening to it and spoke to me. 
So I just messaged her back and said, thanks so much for sending that. That was really, like, really random but also mm. really beautiful. And um, this particular line really stood out to me. And she goes, that's so funny because that's the line that made me think of you. <laughs> oh. When I went to that's, – that's what made me go, I should send it to – and that song to Stana. It's like, oh, <laughs> Holy Spirit for the win. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So again, cooperate. Uh, cooperate. <laughs> cooperate. Yeah. Good indeed. things happen. What about you? What's the truth, beauty, and goodness for you? I had the good fortune of ministering to a dying man. Um, so um, uh, I was called into the hospital to, um, uh, to minister to a fellow who was, um, who was dying and, and uh, was able to, to give him the, the last rites and the, uh, the, 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 the sacraments for the dying and it, it's one of the things that that I, I I so love to do is to um to sit down and 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 talk with someone honestly about the situation like mm. you know this this fellow um he he's actually a man that I met last year okay and um uh I happened to be visiting with some sisters and um with some nuns and we visited this man and he answered the door and I just, I was inspired by the Holy Spirit to go, are you Catholic? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I am. I was raised Catholic. I don't practice anymore though. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, and we got chatting away for a little bit and, you know, he said, oh, where are you going? And <clears throat> you know, I explained to him that, um, that I was, I was headed to, to Narendra and, and, um, he said, oh, right. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, um, uh, that'd be very, very nice. And yeah, anyway, that was the end of that conversation. And then I got a phone call from one of the nuns that I went visiting with last year. And I was just about to go to Wagga. Mm. And she goes, Father, are you by any chance coming to Wagga today? <laughs> uh, well, yes, as it happens, I am. Um, she said, would you be able to... Remember that guy we visited last year? Yeah, yeah. Well, he says he'll go to confession if you come along. Sure, no worries. I'll, I'll, I'll go to his confession. No worries at all. So off I went and, and got to his place and the nuns met me there and we went in and, and uh, um, the nuns went with, with his wife to a different room and, and, uh, and when he saw me, I could see the shock on his face and when, the, when they all left to a different room, he goes, the reason I asked for you is I knew you were in Narendra. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, well, just sit down for a second uh, and uh, do him, all right, you're dying. Like, yeah, I guess so. All right, you're dying, and it's time to make peace with the Lord. It's mm -hmm. time to it's time to come back home now. Uh, and yeah, there there are a few objections that he that, mm. that he posed to that. And yeah. like, well, uh, let's make short work of these objections, you know. And 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 he could see that confession was the it was the you know confession. Um, an anointing, and I was able to give him viaticum, you know, um, and uh, he could see that that was that was what he needed to do. Mm. He could see that, mm. and and um, he's like, "Oh, all right, let's do it." So, okay, let's do it. So, <laughs> just need a little gap. So we we, we did that, and um, uh, by the early hours of the morning, he had passed away. Mm. So yeah, mm. so. It was a great, uh, a great opportunity to minister to. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Very good. Well, uh, that that takes us to the end of our, our book study. I think I've already said that, but anyway. Yeah, that does take us to the end of our book study. So yeah. we will catch you again next week. But until then, no valor. God bless. Mm.
Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone, perhaps who will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review so that others can find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook. Thank you.